Welcome to The Data Coach, a podcast about how data plus people equals a data-driven culture. You'll hear from me, Lorena Vasquez, a passionate data lover, an advocate for data-driven organizations, and now your data coach. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Data Coach Podcast. Today's episode is all about how data goes bad. Data is not like food that has an expiration date. But we've all encountered bad data in the past, whether that is an incorrect bill that you're getting from a doctor or a cable company to a bad report at work. We've all experienced bad data before, one way or another. Now, what happens in organizations when the state of their data is in an unreliable state? Or when maybe the worst case scenario is you don't know where it is? I'm not going to be talking about the issues people encounter with data discovery in this episode. What I'm going to be talking about is the tactics you can start taking to implement some level of data governance. Now, every time it's I've been at an organization and I've heard, you know, that there's bad data, I proceed with caution. The reason I say that it is because It's easier to say, oh, this data is bad or that data is bad as a blanket statement. When posed with this issue that data is bad, I like to ask a follow-up question. Is the data bad or is it just inaccessible? Those are two different things. Is it a matter that you don't know where data lives or is it that there's multiple sources of that data? Let's say maybe with regards to your sales data. You don't know how many sales you have done this month. That could be because you have data that is coming in from one system and data that's coming in from another system. So therefore, you don't know which one to trust. There's another form that I can think of with regards to bad data. I'll classify that as incorrect data. It's not bad because there's multiple sources of data. It's bad because the actual source of that data for example, your production system or platform, is sending incorrect data. Now, after it has been established that the data is bad and not the issue, and it's not an issue that it, the data is inaccessible, I then ask, how do you know it's bad? Now, there are a few things that can be taken into account here. For starters, what is your baseline? How would you know that your data is bad? Is there some other data set that is telling you that these numbers actually shouldn't, you know, shouldn't be those numbers? Is it your financial data? Is it some invoice that you're receiving from someone else? Is it contracts that you have in place? Is it any of that? You need to start off with a baseline. You need to understand what is your true source of data. Ask yourself, what is your system of records? Do you have an audit trail? And how are you confirming that any of this data that is coming through your system is correct? This discovery phase includes doing some research on possibly application logs. It could be some metrics being captured in real time by another application that stores this information in a way that can't be modified. In essence, you need to understand what is the state of your data. Do you know what it is? Once you know it, then you can determine if it's good or bad. 
You can't classify your information if you don't know what it is, how it gets there, and what happens after. What what you usually see happen in organizations is that you hear through the grapevine from multiple people across the organization that data is bad. But is it really bad? If you hear people saying that data is bad, you know, encourage them to provide examples. This is not because we don't trust them, but let's be honest and not reinvent the wheel here. If you know that the information that's being captured is incorrect, then share those details because it helps in the discovery phase. A starting point is better than none. This starting point helps the data engineering team or the analytics team or the software engineering team, right, to point them in the right direction. This first step, which I call the discovery step, may take some time in order to understand the areas where data is bad. There is no time box that you can definitively put in these cases because every case is different, every system is different, every organization is different, and Truth be told, sometimes priorities change. But if your priority is to clean the data, then push for that discovery phase. After discovery occurs, you may have a laundry list of issues and tasks that need to get done. Which one should you focus on first? Now, what I have seen to be very successful is being able to lay everything out. Ensure that your findings are documented and detailed, including these findings. What is the impact of this data being wrong? Is it that your revenue metrics are incorrect? You need to understand the level of severity or impact in order to understand the magnitude of this bad data. Without knowing the severity or impact, we can spend months working on the wrong issue by understanding the details behind this incorrect data, then you can make the decisions about which tasks to go after first. After you have your list of all the issues and priority, what's the next phase? Execution. Now you have to execute. After you prioritize, let your stakeholders know what your plan of attack is. It provides transparency and also brings communication to the forefront that you are listening to the issues. It sends a message. Thank you for the information that you've given me. Thank you for providing all these insights. I am now able to pinpoint what are the actual issues that are going on. I am now able to call them out. And as you can see, this is what the plan looks like. Make sure that you provide updates along the way as well. This is a light form of data governance, you see, because in reality, Data governance is one of those things that when done early, when done early on, it's, it's, it's easy. I understand that's not always the case, probably like 90% of the time. What ends up happening most of the time is that you're dealing with data issues after the fact, this is after the systems have been built. What you are dealing with is the fact that data was not top of mind when people were building their systems or when the company was being built. And that's understandable. Every company has their own issues and priorities of what they need to do to scale and grow. What is most often seen is that organizations deal with data governance issues after they've built out their data warehouses or after they've built out their data systems. 
that's why it's hard. It's probably the hardest thing to do because when things are added after the fact, regardless of whether it's data or not, it's harder to justify and it takes a whole lot longer to do. Because now you have to go back, do an audit of what is going on in your system, and then say, okay, these are the things that we need to do, and this is by when we need to do them. The hardest part around data governance is getting buy-in. If you're planning to focus on data governance, just know that it is going to take time. The person or team that will focus on that task will come in, do discovery work, document everything that you have with regards to data, recommend you policies, workflows, and processes. For some, this may be bothersome, but in reality, what you get out of that is actually better communication and understanding of where data lives, who owns it, and how it's used. This allows you to make modifications to this data later on and understand the impact and the risk of doing so. As I said earlier, data going bad occurs when organizations run so fast that data is not the first thing on their mind. This is not necessarily the fault of people not really thinking through their ideas. They just want to go really fast, then then they'll look at the numbers, then they'll look at the data. But as I was mentioning in episode one of what is a data-driven organization, data needs to be at the core of decisions that are being made. Whether these decisions are at the CEO level, the CTO, whether it's in an individual engineering team, business team, making decisions based on data should be top of mind. By top of mind, I mean that everyone knows that they're dealing with data and they own it and they're responsible for it. This sounds very utopian, but the reality is that data goes bad or It is bad to begin with when an organization stops thinking about data. Data is not seen as an an asset for an organization, but as a cost. When nobody cares about data, nobody wants to do anything about it. They just sit there and ask, why would I even care? Why would I even capitalize on that? So how do you prevent data from going bad? How do you prevent it from going bad to worse? Think of it this way, in your personal life, when something bad happens, what do you do? Hopefully you learn from it. Every single time you learn from your mistakes, you learn what's actually going on. You then start to realize what was the root of all the issue. The same thing applies with data going bad. Go through some root cause analysis, hold a retrospective, It allows for you to learn from the failures and understand what can be done so that next time this issue doesn't occur again. You may may be wondering, who really executes on this? If you have someone in your company or a team in your company that's responsible for data integrity, maybe it's your data engineering team, then That's where these changes need to be placed. And those are the people that you need to reach out to. Systemically, the data needs to be validated to ensure it's reliable. If you don't have a team, I would definitely encourage you to raise that as a concern in your organization. Now, think about data in your organization. 
what would you label it as? Is the data at your company bad? If so, how do you know that? If you know that, then have you told the people that are responsible for that data that it needs to be fixed? If you don't know who is responsible for it, have you spoken with your manager about it? The reason I say this is because so often what we hear from people are complaints. Because it's very simple and easy to do that and say, oh, it's not me. You know, I'm looking at the data, but it's, you know, it's not my data. I'm not dealing with it. It's so quick for us to say, I'm not going to do anything about it. But is that the right way? Is that the thought process that we should be thinking about when we're striving to be a data-driven company? No, not at all. What we should be doing is proactively raising these concerns, providing this information and saying, I am seeing this discrepancy in this data. This is how I know what's wrong. This is where I'm sourcing it from. Can you validate? Can you say, can you say that this is the right approach that I'm doing? The more and more people start to raise these concerns and be vocal about it, you know, raise these issues then the cleaner the data is going to be in the long term. I like to think about bad data like a big pile of dirty laundry. You don't like it. You complain about it. Everyone else around you complains about it. But unless you start going, you know, piece by piece, item by item, you're just going to be paralyzed, frozen, overwhelmed by the task at hand. So let's not freeze. Let's instead take a proactive approach and not look at everything and say, this is a big mess. I can't fix this. No one can ever fix these issues. And really just start breaking it apart, breaking it into pieces. You know where ultimately your organization wants to be. And if you don't, then... Go back to episode one of this podcast and listen to why it's important to have data-driven cultures. Now, it is up to us, myself included, to be able to make these changes and drive change in organizations, to fix these issues and not just sit back and continue to spread the same complaints of data is bad. Take a proactive approach and be part of the solution. People will thank you for it. Believe me, I know I would. A person that cares is a person that wants to see their organization succeed. Be that person that helps your organization attack your small or large data issues. Data governance is hard, but it's only hard if we choose to sit back and do nothing about it. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Data Coach Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and come back for another episode of the Data Coach Podcast. Visit on the website at thedataplaybook.com. Follow me on Twitter at the Data Playbook, And let me know what your thoughts are on this subject. Until next time. The Data Coach is hosted by Lorena Vasquez. You can find more information about this podcast and your host on thedataplaybook.com slash the data coach podcast.